Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Tigers Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Schulte, and this podcast is recorded on Monday, April 20... Sorry, April? Wow. July 25th, 2022. If it was April 25th, we would still have hope. It is not. It is July 25th, and we do not. So there you go. Um, I want to talk this uh, this evening um, about a couple things, and so we'll get into... Um, there we go. We'll get into um, some topics, um, a couple of quick topics. But before we do that, I just wanted to update you on a couple of injury situations. Austin Meadows is taking a very, very cautious rehab program and is um, involved in some baseball activities in Lakeland. Um <clears throat> The Tigers placed um, Ronnie Garcia and Michael Pineda on the injured list over the weekend, both of them on the 15-day injured list. Actually, I believe it's probable that um, Garcia went on the 60-day uh, injured list and because he re-aggravated. Actually, they're saying it's not related to the shoulder, uh, the shoulder soreness that he had earlier, which landed him on the IL originally. But they want to take. They're thinking they're going to have to shut him down for a bit. Uh, Pineda, sorry, Pineda went on the uh, injured list because of um, right triceps tightness, and this is what we get from Michael Pineda. He spend you'll you'll get a good fifteen, maybe seventeen starts from him. But he'll spend a couple of months on the on the injured list and and in rehab and and that's just what you get. That's that's the way he goes these days. We've come to expect it, and you know that doesn't bother us as as ball as baseball fans because when he's on, he's very solid as a back of the rotation fourth or fifth starter. Uh, Matt Manning went four and a third innings on Friday, gave up four runs on seven hits, walked one, struck out one. Um, you know, considering where things were in June, I'm I'm just happy to see him on the mound. Considering that he had some shoulder soreness um after he was supposedly uh cleared to play and had to go back into um a rehab program and has been very very slow to progress. And I think a lot of that is based on caution. It's precautionary, but on the, on the, the behalf of the Detroit Tigers, I don't think he's been sitting there going, Oh, I don't think I'm ready. Oh, I don't think I'm ready. I think he's been ready to go. I think the Tigers are just like, yeah, you know what? You are our, one of our um, first overall picks. Um, you know, you were the, you were the, the number one pick for us in 2016. So guess what? You're going to have to wait. You're going to, we're going to take your time, our time with you. Because we have an investment in you, and and we want to make sure that you fulfill what we need you to fulfill as part of the as part of that investment. So, um, Spencer Turnbull is apparently throwing off a mound, and Jake Rogers is doing pretty much everything. He's just trying to develop his uh, arm strength to throw from behind the plate to uh, back to the pitcher. Um, 
so he's expected to probably start a rehab assignment in late August, early September, so that we that we may see him um, reactivated before the end of the year. Uh, Spencer Turnbull again throwing off a mound um, may possibly do or uh, get into a rehab situation at, uh, in early August, um, and. From what I've been read, what I read today, it's very probable that they, it's possible that they might just actually say, you know what, just get him a couple of starts uh, in Toledo, and we'll see how he goes. And you know, maybe what September, we'll 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 late August, early September, you might see your starting rotation may include Eduardo Rodriguez, Tarek Skubal, Spencer Turnbull, Matt Manning, and and Michael Pineda, depending. Um. And I mentioned Eduardo Rodriguez. He is actually starting to work out. He's been in touch with the Tigers. He's starting to get back into... He's been keeping in shape, he says, in Florida. And uh, he's ready to go. Um, he's ready to start working out again. And and basically, from that standpoint, though, it's back to kitcher, kitchers. It's back to pitchers and catchers report for him. It's basically he's starting all over from day one. It's going to take him a good six weeks or so to get ramped up and ready to go. Um for the month of September, really, is when you can expect Eduardo Rodriguez to to be back in Detroit, possibly the end of August, but I'd, I'd say around Labor Day, um, which is what I said a couple weeks ago. So that is what it is. Uh, the Tigers, apparently, uh, depending on what you read, according to the Tigers' PR Twitter account, they've signed 11 of their 20, first, uh, their 20 uh, draft picks this year. Um, looking at the draft signings tracker, it looks like they're, they've signed a few of those. The difference is is the uh, Tigers PR Twitter doesn't say anything about Jace Young being signed. The draft tracker does. The Tigers PR Twitter says that Peyton Graham signed. The draft tracker does not. So um, we'll know next Monday whether or not um, any of these guys did not get signed because they have until next Monday to, to sign with a team. Um and then they have the ability to go into um, free agency until a week before next year's draft, in which case they then become draft eligible again. So that is the story as far as the draft picks go. Uh, Spencer Torkelson, I mentioned this on Wednesday's pod um, after I got my hard drive back up and running. Spencer Torkelson um was sent down to AAA on Sunday. Um, they called up Cody Clemens to replace him. Now, this makes sense to me because Cody Clemens can play second, he can play first, he can play third, he can play left, and he can play right. And A.J. Hinch loves that uh, position flexibility. The one thing that he is not as well-rounded as far as it goes between comparisons to him and Spencer Torkelson is Torkelson plays a much better defense at first base than anybody that the, the Tigers have in their system right now. And they're going to miss that. They didn't seem to miss it yesterday or today, but they will miss it. And uh, that's going to be a problem. It's going to be a, 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 an issue um, in the weeks and months to come. Now, depending on how well Spencer Torkelson does in the next couple, three weeks, he might only spend two or three weeks down in Toledo. He might spend a month in Toledo and come up in the last month and a half of the season and hit 10 home runs and drive in 40 runs and hit 400 for the, for the, you know, the rest of the year. Um, 
But uh, at this point, uh, we don't know when he's going to come back or if he's going to come back at all this year from AAA. He just has a lot to work out and a lot, to, a lot of things to 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 fix. And when he does that, he's he'll be he'll be uh, back in Detroit. They are not going to. They're not going to. Um. they're not going to to allow him to just languish in Toledo. They're going to give him every opportunity. And so far this year, they have. They're going to give him every opportunity to play in the major leagues because, again, he's a 1-1. He's the number one overall draft pick in 2020. Um, they need him, and they need him to shine. And when he does, if he does, then things will be a lot better for both parties involved. Um. I want to get into a couple of things that um, sort of caught my eye over the last couple days. I want to talk about two Tiger players. One of them's hitting 284, one of them's hitting 300. And if you said Harold Castro and Miguel Cabrera, respectively, you'd be on the right track because they are two Tiger players who uh, Miguel is hitting 300 and Harold Castro is hitting 284. Here's the difference. These guys are no longer Tiger players. They both play on the West Coast. They both play in the National League West. They were both Detroit Tigers. One of them as early as 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 most as recently as June, the other one as recently as last year. Nomar Mazara is hitting 300 for the San Diego Padres. Now, he's he's not hitting with a lot of power. He's not He's he's still striking out quite a bit. He's not drawing a lot of walks. But he's hitting 300. And on a, when you look at an offense where you have your leadoff hitter hitting 248, um, the guy that was your leadoff hitter hitting 205, Miguel Cabrera hitting 300, a utility player, a platoon player hitting 284. Your star signing, your big name signing in the offseason hitting right around 200. Your opening day second baseman hitting right around 200. Your catcher is hitting... Uh, right around 230 combined. Your opening day third baseman hitting right around 200. When you're looking at a team that that is dead last in the league offensively, 
and you see Nomar Mazara hitting 300, you kind of go, what? We now hop on a plane and take a short flight north to Los Angeles, where we find Trace Thompson, who the Tigers had in their minor league system, sitting in Toledo in AAA as early as recently as early June, and they decided Al Avila in his in his whatever the heck is in his head, whatever state of mind he's in decides let's trade trace thompson for for cash considerations our offense isn't doing very well but you know we got willie castro we got victor reyes we got akil badu we got robbie grossman we got riley green who at the time was still on the injured list We got Austin Meadows, who at the time was on the injured list. But you know, we've got all these outfielders. He won't he won't he won't do well here. We 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 might as well just trade him. For cash. No players, just give us some money. We'll 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 you know just take his 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 contract off the books for us and and we'll we'll go ahead and send him to LA. He can can hang out with his brother who happens to play for the Golden State Warriors, Mr. Clay Thompson. So, you know, it, it'll, it'll be good for us, and it'll be good for LA, and it'll be good for Trace. Um, Trace Thompson is hitting 284 with an 853 OPS. I just mentioned all the situations and all the problems that we have offensively. Victor Reyes has been hurt. Akil Badu has has not even been a shadow of his former self. Riley Green's hitting 248. Robbie Grossman's hitting 205. 205 for a guy that hit 236 last year. But that's okay. We got cash. And Trace Thompson is in L.A. and doing well. And that's all right, because we got cash. If I make the statement that I don't trust Al Avila to run this team properly, all I need to give for reasons is... Trace Thompson, Isak Paredes, Javi Baez, Tucker Barnhart. Tucker Barnhart is a lifetime 248 hitter. He's hitting 225. Okay. I don't blame the injuries on Alavila. I Matt Manning getting hurt didn't happen because Alavila's an idiot. Casey Mize getting hurt didn't happen because Alavila's a dumbass. Okay, Eduardo Rodriguez going through his marital issues didn't happen because Eduardo uh, because Alavila is a blockhead. Okay, those aren't those are are, are unpreventable things. 
but you might want to evaluate your talent a little bit better before you trade them for cash. Or in the case of Justin Upton, you get traded for Elvin Rodriguez, who we might see Friday. I'm just, I'm, I'm, or in the case of Nomar Mazzara, he hits 212 for Detroit, you release him. He signs with San Diego, hits 300. Or in the case of Matt Boyd, you could have traded him with two years of control left in 2019 and gotten some decent draft pick or not draft picks, but decent prospects for him. Uh, but you didn't. And now we've got a week to go, and Michael Fulmer's name is on the is on the trade uh, is on is in trade rumors, and Joey Menez's name is in trade rumors, and Jonathan Scope's name is in trade rumors. Jonathan, ain't nobody gonna take Jonathan Scope. Ain't nobody gonna take Robbie Grossman. Ain't nobody gonna take Jamer Candelario. Jason Foley might be tradable. You know, there's any number of players on this Detroit roster, especially in the bullpen, who could very easily find themselves putting on another uniform on the uh, on the 3rd of August or sooner. And what's Alavila going to get for him? your Elvin Rodriguez's of the world and your Benjamin Franklin's of the world. Hey Al, New York is on line one. They want to talk about, about Michael Fulmer. You got the Mets on line one. They want to talk about Michael Fulmer. Well, let's throw uh, Joe, uh, let's throw Gregory Soto in with that and we'll ask them to send us a bag of balls. Because I don't really know what I'm doing. Not in this day and age, I don't. I just can't deal with Alavila. I just can't. If Chris Illich, the thought of Chris Illich signing him to, an, to an, another extension just tightens my colon. I just can't deal with it. I know Mickey Mouse needs Goofy to run with and have fun with and, and, and play golf with, whatever. But my God. Signing Al Ovila to a contact, contract extension would be basically... Pushing back the Tigers' rebuild for whatever the length of that contract extension is. And I've gotten on this situation before. I've harped on this before. But Dayton Moore from the Kansas City Royals last year spent $10 million more 
on payroll than Alavila did for the Tigers. And he's got better players in Kansas City for just $10 million more. That was last year. Sure, Detroit finished in fourth ahead of Kansas City with a, with a 77 and 85 record. Okay, I understand that. But that's because of A.J. Hinch as a manager. That's because Akil Badu had a year like nobody else, no, no, nobody thought he would. That's because Jonathan Scope played to his ability. That's because Robbie Grossman took advantage of a juiced baseball. Do you realize Baltimore has had two winning months in a row? Detroit hasn't had two winning weeks in a row this year. I would dare to I would dare to say that Detroit hasn't even had combined one winning month. In other words, they have not had all total four winning weeks. And it's because of the players that Alavila has put in the dugout with AJ Hinch. Now, some of those are contract situations. You really can't do anything about about um, Miguel Cabrera, and he's actually performing. He hit his sixth home, or sorry, his his fourth home run tonight. He's not gonna. He's not going to... Yeah, we'll go into that. He hit his fourth home run tonight. Detroit scored 12. They beat San Diego 12-4. to But San Diego didn't get in until 4 o'clock this morning after um, taking two out of three to the Met, from the Mets over the weekend. The Mets, who will be getting... Gregory Soto and Michael Fulmer for a bag of baseballs. And maybe cash considerations. And maybe their 174th ranked prospect. Because, well, you got to throw a body in there somewhere. So, You, you you look at at these players and 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 I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you I'm going to make this statement and you you'll 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 have to you'll have to just bear with me here The following statement is true Javi Baez Miguel Cabrera, neither one will hit 10 home runs this year. Jamer Candelario right now leads this team with eight. He hit his seventh and eighth tonight. I'm going to say that again. Jamer Candelario is leading the Detroit Tigers with eight home runs. Javi Baez and Miguel Cabrera are not going to hit double-digit home runs this year. 
Now, Miguel Cabrera, I can expect because he's 39 years old. Let's face it. He took advantage of a juiced baseball last year in, in, in 2020 to get to the double-digit home run totals that he had. Javi Baez? Even with a dead in baseball, you'd think he'd hit at least 20. He's not going to hit 10. If I'm proved wrong, I'll be happy. But he's not going to do it. I dare say he ends up finishing with, with 40 extra base hits. I don't think he's going to hit more than more than 20 doubles. And I don't think he's going to hit 10 home runs. And I don't think he's going to hit double-digit triples. He's not going to get to 40 extra base hits. Because let's say he does hit 20 doubles. Let's say he hits 9 homers. He's still got to hit 11 triples to get to 40. He's just not going to do it. So, at the end of the day, you've got a Detroit Tigers team on the field that Al Avila is responsible for putting together. Who, when they add up all the home runs at the end of the year, this is how bad the Tigers' offense is. For the first time since 1954, this team is on pace to hit less than 100 runs, 100 home runs. This team is on pace to hit less than 100 home runs. There hasn't been a Tigers team to do that since 1954. You, 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 I, I, I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not just pulling this stuff off of my desktop. I'm not reaching into the cupboard with, in the entertainment center with the diapers and the diaper wipes and the diaper rash cream and, and pulling out nonsense from baseball. These are facts. The Detroit Tigers will not hit 100 home runs this year. And that'll be the first team that, that doesn't do it. The first Tigers team not to do it since 1954. This is how bad it is. And if Chris Illich thinks that extending Alavila is going to be the answer, he's not that bright. And he doesn't deserve to own this team. Because Alavila certainly doesn't deserve to be in the front office of this team. You'd think I'd be happier after a Tigers win, but I just watched the Tigers lose 17-5 to combined in two games to Minnesota. Strange schedule. Detroit had the All-Star break um, for three days. Unless you were Gregory Soto or Miguel Cabrera, in which case you played in the game on Tuesday. Um, but then they had to fly out to Oakland for a doubleheader, which they actually split with Oakland. I was kind of happy to hear that. And then they came home, had an off day on Friday, and ended up losing 8-4 to four to Minnesota on Saturday, and then 9-1 to one to Minnesota yesterday. Now they scored 11 tonight, beat, or 12 tonight, beat San Diego 12-4, to four, but it's not a good way to start your second half. To be fair, 
playing a doubleheader and then flying back on the West Coast and then flying back to Detroit, even though you got a day off and playing a two-game series isn't the best way to start your your second half either. This is where the greed of the owners comes in because the owners didn't want to miss any games because of the lockout. So now you've got doubleheaders where there shouldn't be. You've got five-game series. You've got teams playing doubleheaders where one team is the home team, one game, and then the next game of the doubleheader, they're away. They're the away team. It's just, it's just silly. It's silly. Not to be outdone, they've got another doubleheader starting at three uh, ten on the fifteenth of August with Cleveland because of a rainout last Sunday before the All Star break. It's just, it just makes you want to just, you, you, you got to laugh. There's nothing more that you can do. You just throw your hands up and laugh. Two more against the Padres, and then they go on the road for four against the Blue Jays. Uh, I don't like their chances there. Uh, we'll come back next Sunday, and I'll complain. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can at Podcast Tigers on Twitter, Tigers Baseball Podcast at gmail.com. It's the longest, the world's longest email address. Thank you so much to Anchor for distributing the podcast. Check us out on our YouTube channel. Please like and subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel. I would really appreciate it. Until next week, I'm Chris Schulte. Thanks for listening, everybody, and go Tigers.